Hey everyone, welcome back to our first episode of Elevate Retake for the new year. My name is Kelvin, your host as always, and this is going to be a little special of an episode. We have some fantastic messages coming your way over the next few weeks with some great speakers, so please, please, please stay tuned over the next few weeks for those as they come out. But I just wanted to hop on as we start a new year and just talk about a couple of things that have maybe been on my mind, a little bit of the direction of where Elevate may go, where it has been over the last year, and where I think God is leading this phenomenal ministry with your help and your backing. First of all, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We have not talked or hung out since then. I was gone for about three weeks and went to go see family and friends in Tennessee, uh, where I was born and raised, and uh, missed being behind the microphone, missed talking to you, Missed hanging out, hearing the messages, and putting out these episodes. But we're back. So Happy New Year as well. Hope you had a great time with your family and friends wherever you united yourselves. And uh, if you just stayed home and hung out with a couple people, sometimes that is the way to go uh, as well. Can't blame you. Can't blame you for that one. And I just want to thank you. Over the last year that I have been with Elevate, um, now almost close to a year and a half, it has been phenomenal what God has done through this ministry. Uh, we have doubled our listenership um, and doubled our downloads. And it's been you, with God's help, being able to spread these episodes and the messages that we hear um, every single Sabbath to the ears that need to hear them. That's why it's so important to share these messages on your Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. And I say it all the time, but it's so important what a click and a share can do for somebody else. And over the last year at Elevate, we've been able to see the growth in astronomical ways. Uh, something that I, for sure, and maybe that's my fault for putting a limitation on what God could do with this podcast, but he has done phenomenal things. And so I thank you for your support, and I thank you for allowing me to be here hosting. I've got great plans for this semester's worth of messages and and kind of uh, uh, as the university goes, you know, kind of we go. And I'm excited to bring in some guests and, and talk some more about the amazing love of God through the messages and the guest speakers that we're going to have. So that's that. Thanks so much for your support for Elevate and everything that you do. A little bit of the direction for Elevate over the next, at least for the next, uh, for the podcast for the next year. I just think we need to keep pushing forward. But the one thing that I'm focused on doing this year with the podcast is being 1% better every time. My radio mentor, who I owe a lot of what I do here, uh, two. She always told me to be 1% better every single day. Sometimes we like to jump and try to be 20 and 30 and 40% better or 50% better every single day, and it's just not humanly, realistically possible. But if we're 1% better every day, if we're always taking one step forward every day, even if it's just one step, and we're not taking a step backwards because we're trying to do too many things, we will see how God works in miraculous ways. And I think we did that over the past year, and I want to continue that trend with the podcast. So that's kind of my vision for the podcast. I would love to know what maybe things have impacted you over the last year. Where have you seen God? You can always message us on Instagram at Elevate Retake and let us know how God has been working in your life. I think sometimes an event like the new year gets overlooked. Maybe not because so much we do it on purpose, but there's just so many things that happen and we just kind of see the new year as, oh, it's just a new year. and no one likes to do resolutions because we all break them in a matter of like three weeks. Let's be real here. I'm one of those. <laughs> um, 
But the new year is something that I think is really important. God has given you life for 365 days. And how many of those days did we take it for granted? How many of those days throughout the year did we wake up and not thank God for the life that he gave us that day? And I bring this up because, as many of you know, and I've talked about it many, many times before, I am a huge sports fan, probably the biggest one you will ever find, maybe outside of yourself if you're listening and you can relate. I've been involved in sports since I was a baby. Matter of fact, uh, just not long after being born, my dad, he's been playing softball and baseball his entire life, and he would take me in the stroller into the dugout of the Softball City League in Nashville, Tennessee. And he would have me there as a baby. My mom would be in the stands freaking out that her baby was watching (laughs) his dad play. But I was like one year old. I mean, I didn't know what was going on. But I've been exposed to sports at a very, very, very young age. Sports has become a big part of my life. I host a sports radio show as well. And so I bring all of this up in combination with New Year to just talk about something that I hope maybe maybe many of us going into the new year can reflect on. I don't know if you've been paying attention over the last four or five days, but in the national news and in the sports news, in the sports world, there's been one story that has been covering the headlines. And that has been the story of Damar Hamlin, a Buffalo Bills player. He plays in the NFL. And on Monday Night Football in Cincinnati, there was a game. That game did not last more than maybe 20 minutes of game time. Midway through the first quarter, DeMar Hamlin took a hit to the chest. What looked like many thought was a normal tackle, and many people didn't really expect much of it, he got up, collapsed, and went into cardiac arrest on the football field. Something that we had never seen before live in this manner on a football field. We've seen players get headshots, and we've seen players take massive hits to the legs or the upper body or the arms, or they're down for a while, and maybe they get carted off the field. But we always hoped for the ability for that player to give us a thumbs up as he left the stadium, and everyone could just breathe a sigh of relief. It did not feel this way when DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field on Monday night. He went into cardiac arrest. It's an interesting... um. It's an interesting and kind of rare phenomenon, and the medical people that are listening will understand this and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong in explaining this, but essentially he took a hit so hard to the left portion of his chest that it sent the neurological waves in his heart into a weird rhythm which shut down his heart and sent him into cardiac arrest. Of course, at that point, the blood doesn't flow to the brain, which doesn't carry oxygen, and he was unconscious. On the field, they were reviving him using CPR and the AED defibrillator for close to nine minutes. Meanwhile, both teams are huddled on the field, watching what is going on to one of their fellow NFL players. I did not really understand what was happening. Even watching it through the television, I didn't really know how to react and what to do. You see, football is probably my favorite sport of all. It's my favorite to watch. I think it's the ultimate team sport. And watching it in this manner gave me a different perspective on life. DeMar Hamlin celebrated the new year. His mom was in attendance, and she was there to watch her son go into cardiac arrest on a football field. We talk about sports figures and some of our heroes sometimes, and we get mad at them because 
they don't do well for our fantasy leagues, or we get mad at them because they don't play well and they cost our team a game. But DeMar Hamlin laying on that football field for nine and a half minutes as CPR was administered to him felt a little bit different. It gave me a different perspective on what these men actually go through. But I want to talk about the events that happened after this, and this is why I bring all of this up. Tamar Hamlin was taken to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, and um, the ambulance waited for his mother to come down from the stadium and ride with her son to the hospital. Hospital is about two miles away, and maybe you've been keeping up with the news, but he was not looking good for a couple of days. Weren't sure if he was going to make it. They had him on, uh, they had him intubated. 100% oxygen could not and was not breathing on his own. But what transpired over the next 48 hours was phenomenal. It, it seemed as if for, for just a, a split moment of maybe two days, which nowadays seems like an eternity, our nation and the sports world seemed to be unified on one front. You see, this, this all of a sudden didn't become about teams. It didn't become about favorite players. It didn't become about who won and who lost. It all of a sudden became about someone's life. A brother on the field. A brother to all those other players that share a locker room. Understand that these men spend more time in the practice facility than they do at home with their families. These men know each other like if they were actual brothers from blood. And this moment took a different feel. All of a sudden, I saw a country that over the last two, three years has been turned into a turmoil of pandemic and political drama and tension and world tension and political world tension as well. And just a lot of divisive subjects that have been thrown around in our lives and we're not entirely sure how to process it and what to really do with it. And we think we have opinions, but we look to the Bible and we're scared and we don't know what to do. Because I was in those shoes, and I think many of us can relate. We've been that way over the last, I don't know, maybe 12 to 24 months. But it was great to see that for one moment, and for the last four days, it seems as if the nation and all the sports nation in, here in the United States and around the globe was fighting and praying for Damar Hamlin and his mother, who was sitting in that room watching her son fight for his life. There was a moment while that game was being postponed, obviously, for what had happened on the field. Close to six, seven hundred people in an entire section of a football stadium, fans from both teams broke out in the Lord's Prayer. Something that maybe around the world, and especially maybe in moments here in the United States, wouldn't even be liked upon. But when we can come together as humanity, it gives me so much hope. I think a lot of people have given up on what the world has looked like and they're ready for Jesus to come back, and trust me, so am I in many different ways. I'm ready for him to come and take us home where we belong. But while we're here, I haven't given up hope on humanity. I haven't given up hope on, 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 a being, on beings that God has created, because when there's another human being in peril, we seem to run into this different mindset and a different adrenaline that makes us the most caring beings in the universe, I would say. And so it didn't matter at that moment. Those people broke out in the Lord's Prayer. And an entire stadium that maybe seats 75,000 people, Christian or not, I'm sure looked up to the sky and asked for whatever being was up there, and in our case, God, the only one, to do and perform a miracle that he could only perform. Understand that nine minutes without oxygen is a long time. Many thought that he was going to have neurological damage to his brain. 
Turns out his lungs received most of the damage, because they didn't have any oxygen to work with. But I bring this up because as we go into the new year, that is not exactly what DeMar Hamlet expected his first few days in 2023 to look like. Many in the NFL brought prayers and, and, and a lot of things, but I want to talk about DeMar Hamlet for just one moment. He had a foundation under his name where he brought out toys to kids, and he had a GoFundMe page, and he was looking to raise close to $3,000. By the time I am recording this episode, it has reached north of $7 million and close to 200,000 donations that have come in for his foundation. And I just wonder sometimes if we're so quick to, to, to judge and we're so quick to jump on each other and we're so quick to find ways to divide each other and maybe the world and the enemy has done that the best over the last two years that we don't pay attention to the people and the situations that are around us. We take for granted the little moments in our life, but man, when we come together, humanity can do such a fantastic and beautiful thing. Who knows how many kids are going to have toys and clothes now because, because of many donations that came in, and he was looking to raise $3,000, and there's $7 million in that GoFundMe page. He has woken up at the recording of this episode. He is uh, in stable condition. And it's phenomenal to me how this has worked because there's no way that this could have happened with human hands and human inventions and the amount of money that we put into doctors and the amount of doctors that study for years and years to years to do what they do. This could only have been done by the hand of God working through those men and women at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, and the trainers on the field that were able to revive him while he was on the ground in front of the entire nation for nine minutes. I don't want to take for granted the things in 2023. I don't want to take for granted the moments that God works in fantastic miracles in my life. I want to be present in every single moment. Because for Damar, he wasn't expecting what ended up happening. And who knows if he's going to play football again, but I know that he will never forget, and I hope he understands that God is a merciful God who wanted his life to continue. A God that was ready to jump by his side when he was in peril for him and his family. I think Damar's a pretty good guy. Now, I don't know what his relationship is like with Jesus. But I think his ability to be able to help others and the amount of work that he did off the field and the stories that have flooded in about who he was would tell me we have a good shot of seeing Damar in heaven one day. Now, that sounded like a very much sports podcast, but I bring this up to you, our Elevate listeners, because this year, this moment impacted me massively. I didn't really know what I wanted to focus on for the year. I didn't really know if even having goals like this were really realistic. But maybe we can all come together and say that all the divisive things that have separated us over the last two or three years, we can put those aside and understand that we are children of God. That us together as humans, we can do phenomenal things through his hands and through his works. And we can be a light to those around us in 2023. Mar Hamlin will have his testimony with him for the rest of his life. He will be able to tell people, hopefully, of what God did 
for him. You know, uh, at the end of it all, when Damar Hamlin woke up, finally, on the 5th of January, he wanted to say something, but obviously he couldn't speak. So he asked a nurse for a notepad. And he wrote on the notepad who won the game. Obviously, completely unaware that the game hadn't even happened. It was completely postponed and never played after the moment that he left the field on the ambulance. And the doctors wrote back on the notepad. They said, Damar, you won. You defeated death. Um, and that moment was big for me. Because uh, he did. But he didn't do it alone. I believe his guardian angel was by his bed with his mom the entire time. And the doctors now say that DeMar Hamlin is supposed to make a full recovery to the physical state that he was before his injury. That, to me, is a miracle from God. And I want to go into 2023 knowing that those are going to happen every day of our life, and I don't want to miss them. Let's make 2023 our year of opportunity. Let's make 2023 the year where we, where we take advantage of the little things that God does in our life. And if anything, in 2023, just like we were for DeMar Hamlin and his amazing story, let's find the moments in our life to be the most united that we possibly can be as children of God. It's sometimes phenomenal for me to think that the creator of the universe, this massive being, this, this all-powerful, mighty God, would want to have a relationship with me, a speck of dust in his sight. But it's interesting, in the Bible I read that we are all children of God, heirs to the throne, princes and princesses, children of God. Ellen White says, what better, what better title to hold than a child of God. And if we can stay together, the things that we could do through prayer and through God working through us in this next year could be phenomenal. I'm going to keep praying for DeMar to receive a full recovery, and I hope you do as well. Let's stay united. Let's not be divided. Let's not let the world seep into our relationships, our families, and our friends and our church, because together, we are better always. I hope that these words find you well, and I hope that your year has started off the way that you've wanted to. Hopefully, we will be seeing each other more. I plan to be at Elevate as much as I possibly can this year. That has been a commitment of mine as well. I've been traveling a lot lately with some responsibilities, but I want to be there. And if you come to Elevate, or if you listen to us around the world... Shoot me a message through the, to the Retake Instagram, or you can always just say hello to me there. I'd love to chat and see how you're doing. Don't forget to stay tuned to all the messages that will be coming up in the next few weeks. My name is Kelvin. This is Elevate Retake, and I'll see you next week. And remember, there's always room for one more.